Welcome everybody to the Pillow Talk podcast. This is episode number four and uh, we're thankful to get to be talking about who we date and the questions that have come in over this last week. Um, there's some good ones and we'll just get right to it. Absolutely. So, any one of these stand out to you, Sarah, that you want to get I feel like there's one, no pun intended, that just encompasses a few other questions. I'll read it Mm -hmm. in conjunction with with another one. But essentially, a few different people ask, how do you know that they, assuming the person you're dating, is the one, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you know the person you're interested is the person that you're supposed to marry, essentially? Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good question. question. I I love, I think Brian addressed it some on Thursday, which Mm -hmm. was great. Um, Maybe to expand a little bit on that. Like, I think I, we both can share, but Mm -hmm. I know for myself, like my wife and I, when we were dating and uh, had a discussion about all of this Mm -hmm. and, um, and just really looked into it, we just really had hard, hard, long thoughts about some of this stuff. Um, and so did my buddy Kyle and I, mm. who I've talked about before. Um, and truly, like, biblically, there's nothing, there's no indication of any way that God is like, I have ordained this for you. Like, that is not uh, a biblical understanding, or basically it, that is not a, a real-world reality, mm-hmm. that that one exists. One person in all exists. Um, and if you miss them... You're done. You're done. Yeah. And that How like, terrifying. That is really terrifying. <laughs> but one of one of the freeing things, and actually the interesting things, is um, something that my wife and I have talked about is there are other people that she and I could have married. There's mm. other people that we've dated. There's past people that we have dated that we both look back and can say to one another honestly and say, like, I can say, like, that was a wonderful woman who loved God. And, like, I could have married her. And I think we'd be good. Yeah. Like we'd be in a good spot. And she also has a boyfriend in her past where she was like, he was a good man. Like he was a good man. Like if she could have married him mm-hmm. and it probably would have been good. And yet we're not married to them. We're married to yeah. each other. And we're so thankful that we are. Yeah. Um, I guess all of that to say, like, I, I don't think there is a one. Right. Um, there might be better options, right? but there's not necessarily mm-hmm. a perfect, o- there's not a no. Perfect option, and um, and really, as as Brian mentioned on mm-hmm. on Thursday, for Amy and I, and for everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world, um, the one is the one you marry. So right. Amy wasn't the one until I said my wedding vows. Mm-hmm. She was an option to be the one, and I was an option to be the one for her. But then the day we made those wedding vows, she's the one. Right. She became the one. She is my one, and I am her one. And right. that, and that is the reality. That's how I move forward. That's how she moves forward. That decision made. Mm-hmm. She is the one. There is no other. Um, forsaking all others, I made the choice yeah. that she is the one. Which so much of this conversation, I think, has been colored by this mm-hmm. thought that love or romance or the one is mm-hmm. these things that are outside of our control. Right. That we are. Um, subject to yeah and even our own emotions we've talked about love yes and like what that is i know sophia and i talked about Mm -hmm. that of like that as if it's this you fall into love and the reality is we don't fall into love you climb into love yes i have to climb into love every single day um god has climbed into love with us yeah (laughs) um with by uh, he does it all the time um but especially through jesus Mm -hmm. death burial and resurrection that is like 
key testimony of God's efforts to love us, yeah. um, his decision to love us. And so similarly with the idea of the one, it's a decision we make. It's actually something within our purview, within our control yeah. um, that God has given us that to say, like, you can choose the one. But when you choose the one, you've chosen. You've chosen. You've chosen. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think you summarized it really, really well. I think the only things I would add is, I think you mentioned this in a conversation we had maybe late last week, but I think the reason sometimes we feel like there's a one is because of hindsight. And we look back and I could say that even my story of like, wow, how cool that God brought Tim and I together in this way. And I think there's, there is a reality that the Lord will present options to us. Like he understands, you know, there are people in our lives and in proper seasons where we then get to choose to participate in God's goodness. But, you know, you could have chosen to not date Amy and I could have chosen to not marry Tim, you know, Mm -hmm. and our lives could have looked very different. I don't know how maybe we would end up with different people, but the reality is like you're saying, like part of it of like a good story, which I think we all crave. We're made in the image of God. God is the ultimate storyteller. We want that good story is participating and making it good and identifying the goodness in it. Because, you know, not everyone gets like, like we've talked before about like the meet cue or like the perfect beginning or even like the instantaneous like goodness that they're expecting, whether it's in sex or in marriage or whatever it is. But it's that active choice, just the way the Lord pursues us to pursue that person to be like, I've decided for me, you are the one. Because whether it's a dating relationship or in marriage, it's not to say you won't be physically attracted to other people or meet people that you're like, oh, we really click. But the covenant that you've made decides for you that that they're one. And it's not like it's a sacrifice, but it's like a blessed and honorable side to be like, wow, at the end of the day, I'm so glad to have my person and they're not going to encompass every personality out there, every physical feature I might be drawn to, but I'm going to actively choose this person. I think they become, that's like a more rich reality Mm -hmm. than like stumbling into the one. Cause often what we're actually attracted to in that like serendipitous moment can't be sustained like that magic that chemistry like whatever you want to what we've labeled it in the world that attraction really i think it comes down to um or that narrative we're putting together yeah it's it's not going to be sustained unless we're an active participant in it again if we think it's something that just like happens to us and if it doesn't happen to us and our luck's out then that's actually going to shape a lot of our life. That's a very passive way to view mm. romance, helpless. to view relationship with God. It's very helpless. helpless. And I think that's why yeah. a lot of myself included for a while mm. felt very helpless in dating because I was like, man, it just seems like everyone else mm. like, and but we don't understand behind what we see is that there is ultimately decisions and choices that make that relationship really rich and beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Um. One the one other question that's uh, related to this: mm-hmm. How do you how do you know what things to compromise on or not? Because I think that mm. clicks in with that oh, same that idea of the one. For sure. if, um, and and Brian mentioned this on Thursday. That can play out in like there's things where where you're like, but they're the one, and so you comprom- are compromising on way too many things. Yes. Um, but then there's because the one does not exist, <laughs> so. Mm. 
you got to be wise there. But then also there's people who won't compromise on anything because the one exists out there who no compromises are required. Um, mm -hmm. So the reality is actually in between that, <laughs> that no perfect person exists. Right. And so we have to make compromises, I guess, on what our list is. I think some people have lists. And I'll oh, just say I yeah. think too many people have their lists are way too long. Um, the list should be much, gonna, much shorter. Um, upset some people, but it's true. <laughs> and I think that's, I feel like that's a very, I mean, it exists everywhere. Like, I mean, I'll just be honest, I'm watching Indian Matchmaker right now because I think it's fascinating. <laughs> and they make lists at, when they're like yeah. talking to this matchmaker. But I think it does come, I see it a lot in Christian subculture. Yeah. I think in the world, everyone has qualities, but I think it becomes like, because marriage is viewed as so mm -hmm. sacred and then it intermixes with all these different narratives in, of marriage mm -hmm. in the world of like penultimate happiness and all, the, you know, Disney and movies. And it then we have this almost like theology or like orthodoxy around marriage that's mm -hmm. so subliminal that feels so elevated that yeah. we're like, oh, we better have really good parameters. Yeah. And then it starts to go outside of what even the Bible suggests. Totally. And I think too, it's even... Um, conflating what makes a good marriage. Because I think right. the fear is, oh, oh, man, I have to find the right person that has exactly the oh, right yeah, thing so forever. that I can have a good marriage. Yeah, And like that's part of the equation. But it's really about who can you process with. Yes. If it's somebody you can process with, that's who you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, or grow with. Because it's a good marriage isn't just putting the right components together. Right. A good marriage is like those, how, how those components work together. Yeah. And, and actually like those, like being intentional to have those components continue to work mm -hmm. together in the process. Yeah. And it's actually figuring out the process. Yes. That it is the like com complexion or whatever, yeah. composition, that's the word. Yes. The composition of, well, they have this and this and that. And so much more of it is actually about, yeah, but like, can you talk to one another and uh, not to get conflict. Can oh, you? Yeah. And even the list thing, I think for Amy and I, I've and I've told her this and she said this about me too. If if you've listened to our story of how we met yeah, or how we made mm -hmm. it to marriage, um that's on this channel as mm -hmm. well. You can find it. Um you can hear in there some of the reality that like Amy is there's so many things about Amy that like the I'm not like uh I didn't have any list written out, but I had like a very like Somewhere in ethereal your mind. Yeah. kind of idea in my mind. And like there's Amy, there's ways in which Amy didn't and doesn't check off that list. And she's so much better than that list. Yes. <laughs> like she's, yes. Because she's not X or Y or this thing or that thing, the things I thought I needed is like oh my gosh, she's so much better than that. Yeah. She's way better than that. Yeah. Because um, she actually shapes me and challenges me yes. and makes me a better man. Ooh, that's good. And it's so, so good. And so what makes her good isn't, you know, well, she's funny in this particular way. It's mm -hmm. like, eh, that's that. what really matters, I guess. So the question of like, what should we compromise on? Mm -hmm. What is actually worth compromising on? Like, I think you could speak into this a little bit, but like, it's probably not the things of, you know, well, they like baseball or it's not the that sort of stuff. It's more of the, you know, do you both love Jesus? That's pretty yes. mm -hmm. straightforward. Do you both have the same concept and view of marriage? And then I would say as you're dating, 
or even as your friends and navigating whether you should be there, like mm -hmm. when, how do they treat you? You know, when there's conflict, like uh, you can compromise on uh, unimportant things like, you know, they won't touch a hot dog and I love hot dogs, or whatever <laughs> it might be. Like, yeah. but like, can you, when they're mad at you, how do they talk to you? Right. Um, have they ever asked you for forgiveness? Right. Have you ever asked them for forgiveness? Yeah. Are you? Do they put your needs above their own yes. on a consistent basis? Mm -hmm. Truly, I think I would add to that. Of, I mean, and this isn't. I'm not talking like what you do for work, but mm -hmm. I, I really like the concept of like when we're walking with the Lord, things to discover, kind of in order, like what's our make, like who made us, what are we made for, what are my giftings, um, what is my mission in life mm -hmm. and some of these things you discover yes. with a partner what is my mission in life i think for every christian we're told very clearly it's make disciples baptizing them in the name of the lord jesus and you don't have to be a pastor to do that um as far as making disciples and bringing them to the lord and that can look so many different ways but choosing to mate based off of that because i think mm -hmm. it's also easy to check the box of christian to say like well they go to church right. and like every, i get people are in a journey of following jesus but looking at their life trajectory and going is this someone i can like build the kingdom of god with yes that could be in growing a family that could be you guys are working separate careers you could be in stem you can be mm -hmm. you know you could be a teacher, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, when you guys are thinking about where you're putting your resources, your mental energy, your spiritual energy, is it to the glory of God? Mm -hmm. And is it someone that you're like, oh, I would trust you to help me make life decisions. Like yes. I would move with you to a new place because I trust that we have that shared vision for our lives. Even if it's moving because you have a job change, but you know, whatever that is, your vocation, your life calling is the same. Yeah. And I think that's been, I think that could be so freeing for so many people. Cause then things like, I mean, I'll be candid. I'm not a huge sports person and my husband is like to the point where like we've had big like, fights over. He's really a sports <laughs> He's person. really a sports He's from Philadelphia or he's a Philly fan from Jersey. But things like that, I think initially we're kind of shocked of like, oh, this is a part of me you'll never understand. Like it feels so core identifying. And there are things that like, you need to be willing to like learn about people. And I've had to be like, you know, maybe there's parts of this that aren't so bad, but that mm -hmm. doesn't make or break our relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, what would make or break our relationship is if one day it's like, you know, I, he, one of us decides like, we're not going to give to the church anymore. That's just not what I want to mm -hmm. put my resources. Whoa, back up. Like that's actually a big life thing. So things you can compromise on. I think we put a lot of weight into like, likes and dislikes that at the end of the day are unimportant. Yeah. I think we put a lot of weight into certain temperaments. Some people mm -hmm. can be really refining. Like my husband and I are very different. He's a little more serious. He'll say that I'm a little more silly. There's times where we need to like meld more towards the middle, but that's where the sharpening thing comes from. I know like your wife, Amy, I'm very type A. You're a little more laid back. Like mm -hmm. those things, because you brush up against each other, and have a spirit of humility can grow you. Right. And that's good, maybe in a way that, you know, and that's the thing, like you could ask all the what if scenarios, but at the end of the day with this question is like, what are you compromised on? Like ultimately a lot of that is in your court. Mm -hmm. And some of the best advice I got 
from a friend when I was in a past relationship where there are a lot of really heavy things, really hard things that I was like, is this worth taking into marriage? I'm saying like life, life is going to be hard enough. Like things are going to happen. Suffering is promised to us. Like find someone you could suffer well with where you can see them and how they suffer. And is it like, okay, is this a person I could suffer with? And like choose your heart. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I love that phrase because I'm like, every person has a heart. I have a heart that comes with me as like a mm-hmm. wife that Tim chose. Yeah. And he has hard things about him. But I, for me, those hard things are manageable or like palatable yeah. and things that I can grow with in like loving him and serving him. Someone else, that might be too hard. Just like with yeah. me, my, the things I carry in my sinful nature might be too hard for somebody. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like, that's where it's kind of like, oh, it kind of depends. But understanding at the end of the day, like like you said, there's no perfect list mm-hmm. outside what we see in scripture, that willingness to be humble, the willingness to yes. serve, the willingness to put God at the forefront of all things, like seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But then just asking yourself like, or tell, really kind of getting the mindset of like, you will have to choose hard things. Is this like hard things that you're willing to choose? Yes. And that you will in marriage rub up against each other, but saying, okay, when, when I'm at my best, most humble, God-honoring self, is this actually good for me? Because yeah. Tim has been so good for me in ways that maybe initially I'd be like, I don't want this, but why don't I want it? Oh, it's because it's difficult. Yeah. Not because it's not good. Mm-hmm. It'll make me change. It'll make me change. And don't we don't want to change. change. I don't want to have to accept something that's not just easy and fun for me totally and i think the key in that is like Mm -hmm. sin exists it exists in every Mm -hmm. person but the humility thing is so key Mm -hmm. like man just think of all the fruits of the spirit right let me see if i got love joy peace patience goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control Kindness. Kindness. Oh, man. So close. Come on. This is our VBS so theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, like all nine. There's nine. Mm-hmm. All nine of those. Like those are things you want to look for. Yeah. That should be your list. Now, we're all imperfect at mm-hmm. those. But what you see is the person who when they aren't those things, mm-hmm. repents, turns, yes. asks forgiveness, or see is actively seeking to grow in that. Yeah. You see in them a oh, yeah. like, wow, they want they may not be they they didn't operate in kindness in that moment. But like you're it's the sort of person where you can trust, like, but I know, I know and have seen, actively seen them that they want to be kind. Yes. And they will do what it takes to be kind. They may not even be recognizing that they aren't being kind right now. Yeah. But I I have the confidence that when they see it, they will turn from it. 100%. And, and yes. that like that trust and hope and trajectory is yes. so important. Yes. That's another great yeah. piece of advice I got once from someone who was like, look at their trajectory. Are they moving further away from sin? Like are they moving towards... Mm-hmm whatever it is and again you have that it's choosing you have the choice whether you want to partner with that person or not um but there's just so much more out there than like looks and humor and like you know and not i'm like i laugh a lot with my husband i'm very attracted to him like all those things are there 
But if I made that like the core element and be like the first time he didn't get a joke that I told, I was like, I'm out. Come like, on. You don't get my movie references? We, we will out. never make it. A hundred percent. If you're thinking that way and that's what you think is most important, yeah, you're never going to make it. Yes. And so that's where it takes everyone reframing what it is you're actually looking for so that you can make it. Yes. You got to look for the right things. If you're looking for the wrong things, yeah, you're never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, we're, okay. we're reaching the end of our time, but I think cool. there's one interesting question that is super culturally relative that I think are relative. Relevant. Relevance. Maybe relative. And Let's see what your thoughts are. On I said it. laminations instead of lamentations last night, and I was like, whoops. It's been <laughs> a long week. Laminations. Okay, I think I know what it is. Okay. No is reason. online dating not waiting on God? Ooh. Is online what does what does the church believe? <laughs> we representing the church. We're like the Vatican. Is <laughs> online dating outside of God's will? Oof. What are your thoughts? Well, Brian, as someone who has participated in online dating. Yeah, I really want you to answer it because I'm like, I this is, I'm, I'm on the other. Yeah. I came before this. Really. It's more relevant. I mean, and we're, ta we're talking like mm. past match.com. We're in like the era of like hinge and salt and coffee meets bagel and all the other ones I can't name right now because there's so many. It's truly, I think statistically speaking, I want to say it's over 60% of marriages now in the United States at least are the products of online dating. I went to a party last week and I think it was three couples I met out of like six couples met on Hinge. And that in no way is like a qualifier or barometer of the success of their relationship. I think you know, and I'll just like open myself, be honest. The last relationship I was in before I met my husband, I met through a dating app. And even while I was getting to know Tim, before I knew he liked me, I was talking to someone on a dating app because it, I think a phrase that the Lord really like instilled in me is like, it's a tool, not a ticket. Mm. I think there's like the extremes of like, I'm it's not going word. on a dating app because that is me choosing and having agency in my love life. And again, like God's just going to like place someone and I'm being impatient. And then there's the other end of like, well, I'm on here. So I need to meet someone. And I have these endless choice, like a catalog of people when the reality is like, if you, you have, you're, if you're using the same filter as if you're meeting someone in person, like the outcome could be the same. You could meet someone on a dating app and they could be super insincere and present themselves in a way that isn't true to reality, just like somebody that you meet for the first time, like in a friend setting. Mm -hmm. Now, what I will say is something that has blessed me and I think does bless a lot of people is dating in community. Mm -hmm. I think my heart for people, whether it's you meet someone online, is getting to know their community. Like I, I would yes. almost qualify like, an, or caveat rather, like, an extra layer of like parameters. Like if you haven't seen them in their community, if you haven't met their closest friends, um, take and more like time spend to do that. Time with them. And yeah. spend time with them. And vice versa. Invite, you know, if you feel like you're really interested in them, invite them to see you and your close community. Cause that speaks a lot to someone's character. Yeah. I think what can so often happen is like anytime anyone dates in isolation, it's like not usually does not result yes. in healthy. And you can date in isolation things. even somebody you oh, yeah. Met. In at church, YA. yeah, at yeah. YA, and yeah. but the same, I think mm -hmm. it's. I think for a lot of people, it, the desire of their heart is like, I already want to be like 
sure before I date someone. So online apps scare me. But in reality is you can't be sure until you get to know someone. So it's a tool, I think, in my opinion, it's not not waiting on God. Like I've met plenty of people who've been on dating apps and then they meet someone in real life while they're on dating apps. And based on them listening to the Lord and, again, these filters that they have up, they decide this person they met in real life, that's the person they want to marry. And then Mm -hmm. vice versa, too, where they're dating in their community and they meet someone online and they end up being great and an amazing man and woman of God and went on there to use it as a tool. They had a healthy heart set and mindset. But like anything, it's like check your heart before you go on. Are you going on because you feel hyper lonely do you feel I know we don't like this word but like a desperation in your heart of like Mm -hmm. I'm getting older or all my friends are married or therefore I need to so I think another downside that can exist is feeling like well I have a million different choices so if this doesn't work out I'm just gonna like keep going and keep swiping and keep searching and then you're actually not taking dating seriously anymore and you Mm -hmm. go it to it more as a form of comfort or self-gratification, which is ultimately selfish. Mm-hmm. And you could do that in real life too. I think it just like gives you more of like the endless options yeah. available and you actually tend to not make as good of choices if you see it that way. If you're like, I have a hundred people to choose from, I'm just not going to choose immediately or I'm going to like this person's okay but they're not like you're saying like the perfect person Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to keep looking as opposed to in in a smaller setting you're kind of looking saying okay I have three choices or three people that I'm kind of interested in you're more likely to commit to making a choice so it's you I think it's just taking a lens into dating apps of health and maturity yes but ultimately I I don't think there's anything unbiblical unless you use it Mm -hmm. unbiblically amen yeah, I think like so many tools, I think that's great. Ah. It's a tool, not a ticket. And um, uh, the tool part, tools are things to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're using the internet right yes. now. It is a tool. Yeah. Now, is the internet used poorly? All. Yes. Every day, right now, <laughs> yes. it's being used poorly Terribly. by somebody. <laughs> Terribly. And yet we're also having these conversations Yes. and the gospel is preached and mm-hmm. good things are produced. And so the tool can be used for good or for bad. Yeah. It's all about how it's used. Yeah. And so how do we use that? I think too, uh, the other phrase you had said earlier was choose your heart. Yeah. And dating apps, from what I've heard and from <laughs> what I've, it sounds like they present their own heart. They do. And so it, it has its own, its own things to it that, that can be really hard, can be really hard, and it's unique to dating apps. Yeah. And so just know that it, you can make choices back and forth, you totally. know, and there might be seasons where you're like, you know what, because of I see how I'm treating this or the way I'm going to this tool and I'm trying to use this tool in a way that really isn't helpful, like you said, seek the Lord and, and present your heart to the Lord and let him search your heart mm-hmm. and show you any way that is not good within you. Yeah. Um, because it, it might be that you're like, you know what, I need to step away from dating apps yeah. for a little bit. Um, because whatever the heart of dating apps has done something and you're like, oh, that's not good. Or, mm-hmm. But also there's obviously hard in trying to meet someone in our day and age in our mm-hmm. where you're like, it's it's hard. People aren't asking right. each other out in person, and at the same frequency, they're doing the the status quo of our of our society is like, you know, 
you see someone across the room and the first thing you do isn't go and talk to them. It's try and find them on the dating app you're on. Yes, <laughs> like, or Instagram. Or, yeah, or overthink DM it them or and avoid eye contact. Yes. Which I don't and reverse we can psychology. Talk about this stuff. <laughs> yes. We can talk about this stuff, but like really I'll just say even if I don't like it or I have like thoughts about, hey, there's a better way or whatever, mm-hmm. it's the reality. It's the reality. And so it has most people kind of operate into those ways and that's hard. Yeah. It's just hard. So there's hard in both places. Just yeah. recognize there's hard in both places. Yeah. And, and choose your hard. Be wise about how you use the tool. Yeah. And which tools do you use? Which tools there are definitely use? dating apps uh, that yes. are Amen. more Amen. fruitful for mm-hmm. Christian than others. And just don't don't be self-deceived. Don't tell yourself yes. that you're gonna find, you know, the gem mm-hmm. among <laughs> lumps yes. of coal in certain dating apps. Um I mean, I won't for I won't say them out loud, but you know, we all know. Just yeah. and don't we're not we're not going on for an easy fix. Dating takes work. It's a mm-hmm. worthy investment. It's hard. So treat the tool in that way. Um and don't yeah. compromise just because someone's cute. I'll say that too. That's the last yes. thing I'll say. Listen to the sermon I gave on sex. I talked yes. specifically about that. Yes. That we often move attractiveness much higher. On the list. Than it should be. It's the only thing about a human that is guaranteed to, to fade, diminish. At least outwardly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, yeah, physical attractiveness. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, um, Sarah. And thank mm-hmm. you, everyone, for submitting questions. This has been really fruitful. I think uh, we've heard good things. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's been good for us even just to process and think about these mm-hmm. things. And hopefully it's been... Helpful for you as you listen to this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have another one next week as we continue the series, and we look forward to seeing you then. Yep. See you then.